0: Hi there, Megan Thompson here. I'm at Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we're going to cover why you need to change how you're parenting your sensitive child through play. Now, when you're parenting your sensitive child and breaking out of the meltdown cycle, it can be incredibly difficult to loosen up, to lighten the mood in a way that feels not just effective, but also masterful. Many parents who are naturally silly or engage in sarcasm or jokes can really set uh, a big you know, boom off in their home when their child is experiencing intense emotions, right? This is really important to pay attention to, so I want to talk about this today. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. and help your child express their needs safely without punishments yelling or coddling if you want to know the answer you're in the right place we help parents break out of the meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks we've been doing this for years we help parents whose kids are hitting kicking screaming yelling throwing things and running away doing this on a daily basis a multiple times a day basis or multiple times a week and we know that when your child is struggling at this level it is not developmentally appropriate to be emotionally struggling with this level of, dis, of, of out of control behavior for children uh, three to four and up especially on a daily basis it's not developmentally appropriate to be having meltdowns on a daily basis even for four year olds. Your child should be moving out of the meltdown cycle uh, for for four-year-olds. And so daily is, is pretty uh, intense for a four-year-old to feel like they can't manage their emotions at this point. And so when we think about how that might affect you, hearing that this news, if you're parenting an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old, it can be really draining uh, to know that you've been struggling for this many years. And so I want to speak to you about how to shift out of that perspective, what's necessary to lead your child and how we can do this effectively. So uh, as a registered play therapist supervisor for many years in my clinical career, I had to learn how to be playful and uh, to do that consistently. And so uh, this is a completely different skill than just making kids laugh or uh, being silly, right? Now as a professional. I wouldn't necessarily say that I brought playfulness to my career, I had to learn that. And I learned that through my first position out of grad school, uh, was with very young children. So there was no way I was going to be teaching about emotions through a conversation, verbal conversation, back and forth, talking just wasn't something that you could do to teach about emotions with a three-year-old or a two-year-old or a six-year-old. and. That skill set I built professionally and then was able to translate that all the way up through working with adolescents because really plays the child's language. And uh, especially for for children who are highly sensitive, they need to be able to be curious to learn. Uh, All human beings need to be curious in order to learn. So that means that we can't be defensive. uh, We can't be calling children out and and using shame or punishment to teach them because it simply won't work think about it um, from your perspective if you had a boss or a teacher who was berating you or telling you that that you need to figure it out or that they've gone over this again and again and again with you and they and you need to uh to just do it next time how would you feel you'd feel pretty frustrated with that boss uh let maybe even checked out or disengaged, um, you might feel shameful, you might feel embarrassed, you might feel guilty, right? And um, all of those disempowering emotions keep you stuck. Okay, So this is why uh, if you've been trying lecturing or punishing or just defaulting to those strategies or tactics I should say, Uh, when you are at your wit's end, this can feel very difficult where you see some patterns of effective behavior from your child and then you're right back uh, where you started. And a parent who is stuck in the meltdown cycle might say, well, my kid is two weeks on and two weeks off. Uh, So we get some traction and then we lose it. And When you're stuck in the meltdown cycle, it can be really difficult to see that this is actually part of the cycle. It's likely due to your um, lack of strategy, not because you didn't know what you're doing or you aren't trying, I should say, but because you don't have a process that that is consistent again and again for your child. And so what happens is we see many parents... Uh, work out of this pattern trying to do this on their own or potentially following any sort of crisis of the week process like individual therapy or even occupational therapy. Even family therapy, where everybody's coming to complain about what happened this past week. And all of these processes don't move the needle consistently because they're not zooming out. They're not looking at the root cause of the problem in a more systematic way, teaching you skills that you need to practice over and over again. And so you can see quick wins in this dynamic when you learn a coping skill, or you learn a new phrase, or you learn a a different way that a mommy blogger is Uh, talking to their kid, and you pick that up from from a social media post. But uh, really, what is necessary to break out of this pattern is much more in-depth work and much more strategic work. And we have to understand the principles of that strategy before you feel like that kind of a strategy would resonate with you, right? So this is really what we talk about here on this show. Uh, Whether you're watching me uh, live or you're catching us on uh, YouTube or you're, you're paying attention to the, the podcast whatever avenue that you find me and uh, when we look at this playfulness one of the things that we know for children is that children are able to express their emotions in a much more healthy way when they play. Oftentimes as parents we think of play as superfluous or something that we have a, a disconnect from. I don't I don't really know how to navigate uh, entering my child's playful world in a way that allows me to not insert myself right so many parents feel like they need to entertain their children in order to play with them um, and and this this is exhausting it's draining I you know you might not feel like you have a lot of energy to do that uh, even if you want to right you might desire playing with your children being able to get rough and tumbley or goofy or silly but because of the meltdown cycle, you're, you're quite tired or, or your work commitments also on top of the meltdown cycle just seem to wipe you out. And so what happens is that children start to find different ways to get their sense of control uh, subconsciously. This happens through their, their ineffective behavior, through demands, um, through, through um, frustrating moments, through refusals. Uh, rather than through play. Children can build a sense of resiliency through curiosity and play and uh, do that in a way where they feel like they can control something in their lives. And uh, this is necessary for human development, for for the child's development. So when parents engage in play, Our second piece that we're going to talk about why you need to be playful as a parent is that it can help build that stronger bond. Now, if you were raised by a parent who uh, perhaps maybe was um, more stoic, you know, children can should be seen but not heard or a parent who just seemed so stressed out that it was difficult for them to manage their emotions and perhaps they were either explosive or um, uh, aloof, uh, standoffish. It can be really difficult to think about how you can playfully relate with your child and set clear limits. So oftentimes we see with our, the clients that we coach is that there's this pendulum swinging. I'm either going to be super goofy and playful in order to overcorrect from how I was raised, or uh, I'm going to set limits. And that means that when I set limits, I need to be firm and, um, uh, and, and, and cold, right? But you That's not necessarily what you're doing on purpose, but perhaps uh, the only way that has been modeled to you. And so children who can engage in silly antics with their parents and their parents can playfully set limits and communicate more effectively are much more capable of creating resiliency for themselves. And what do I mean by that? Well, resiliency is grown from the inside out. Your child needs to feel capable in order to do things that exhibit that they're capable. So um, one thing that we find is very difficult for parents is that they often find themselves teaching their child that they're capable. You can do it. I know you can. What is that? Reassurance. Reassurance. And you've heard me say before that reassurance doesn't move the needle. Your child does not feel convinced when you try to reassure them. And in fact, they feel like you're trying to convince them. And so then they balk and they um, they really refute and they discount all of your all of your words and uh, there's disconnect there. So Parents who are playful and who learn how to playfully set limits, who learn how to playfully communicate in, uh, in curiosity to change behavior, allow children to start to, uh, to give themselves some grace. Uh, your sensitive child already has very high standards for their behavior and they are suffering in not meeting their own expectations for their behavior. They might not tell you. Uh, They might deny it, right? But we know that no child was put on this earth to be miserable, your child included. And so they have uh, a clear awareness that uh, they're not behaving in a way or feeling in a way like their peers. Uh, And even if they're highly sensitive, they can be feeling much more in control of their behavior, as well as processing their intense and deep emotions because they're deep processors. They're not deep feelers. Uh, They may feel feelings deeply. But it's really important that you characterize your child as a highly sensitive child and understand that that's a deep processing experience, not a deep feeling context. Uh, This can be mischaracterized by people who don't understand the trait. It's really, really important that you follow professionals who understand the temperament at at its deeper, more nuanced level than uh, parents or or coaches or consultants who might be following more of a trend or a fad of the, the growth of this understanding of this temperament trait. So we think about understanding the necessity of play. It is also important for you to understand that uh, your child plays in in their schooling when they were young, right? And they build important life skills through play. And this is really important for you. You might've shadowed or interned before, and that level of practice helped you become more capable at doing the job independently, right? And for children, play is their job, learning is their job. And so the best way to learn is by allowing for mistakes and and by allowing for not only um, um, self-reflection, but also for in-the-moment learning. Children need to be able to learn by using their hands, by practicing, by communicating with their parents and highly sensitive children learn first through their parents. Now you might have heard the opposite or that might feel really difficult to hear as a parent if you've been trying so hard to teach your child how to take deep breaths or how to um, you know, take space from other people or how to keep their hands to themselves. You might think that you're not cut out for the job. I have news for you, it's good news, uh, you, do, you do have the ability to break out of this pattern and it might be that you that you need to follow a more effective process. So highly sensitive children are much more capable of changing their dynamic um, in the household when they have a parent who is following a system. And so when we think about the system that we do and that, that I've devised over the years here at MTC. The first piece is understanding how you are influencing your presumptions of your child. When you are thinking about your child as incapable or as a child who is uh, capable and choosing not to do the action that you're asking of them, then that will impact how your child feels perceived by you, but also how your child perceives themselves. This is going to negatively impact your child's capacity for growth. And so when you shift out of the perception, the misperception, that your child is choosing their behavior or already knows how to behave well and is and is actively trying to sabotage themselves, then you get to understand that your child actually does have a significant skill gap, and that's in managing overwhelm as well as overstimulation, as well as deep processing of both thinking and their thoughts and their experiences and their emotions. And so as you look at your child's emotions and, and all of the information that they're taking in with the world, in addition to their own emotions, it's other people's emotions, it's their thoughts about what's going on in, in their life right now, as well as in their personal experiences in the current moment. And when all of that is coming to them at the at, at that one time, it just becomes too much. And that's where we have the meltdown intensity. Um and, and this can be a process that happens multiple times a day or culminates at the end of the day, it's kid specific, family specific, Uh, but it's really critical to understand that the meltdown cycle is a family dynamic problem. It's not something that your child can break out of on their own or uh, something that you can do without support in, in running the household. It's really important that you need to be able to break out of this pattern yourself and uh, you need to be working with a professional to break out of this if if your child's having meltdowns multiple times a day or daily or or frequently throughout the week. Uh, This is not just not developmentally appropriate for the child, but there's clear developmental mismatch in terms of what you've learned over uh, the years in managing your emotions and how you need to grow and support your child and likely your co-parent, spouse, or the other children in the home also have some skill gaps here. So it's a family dynamic issue. So children need to be able to play in order to take on the perspective of a capable child. Uh, Children who can handle challenge and creatively solve those challenges. It's very, very important that your child learns that now and starts to build that awareness, but also builds that sense of self-efficacy, capability as uh, oneself, being able to handle change is something that your child needs to learn as early as possible so we have three year olds who are able to say i'm frustrated i'm tired i need a break right all the way up to 15 16 17 year olds 18 year olds saying this feels like too much i want to go with my friends but i also know that i've had a big week and so i want to take some time and i need to be able to navigate that with my peer relationships and so mom dad i need help okay okay and uh, take the coaching from parents or access support themselves and then implement it say hey friends I'd love to hang out with you tomorrow but today is not my day let's figure something else out rather than no can't and then I don't know when I'll get that need met so for socialization but I just can't even think about it today so I might not even respond to the text right So we have overwhelmed children throughout the entire lifespan of of childhood, communicating their needs effectively and doing this repeatedly. And that is done through playfulness with a parent. Uh, It's critically important that you feel like your relationship is strong enough with your child and strong enough with yourself to be able to let loose and lead in that way, even if you're frustrated with your child because your child will not learn if you can't be playful. It's my pleasure to speak with you uh, in today's conversation. We look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So, To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.